0: Well, hello there. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good. Whatever time of day you're watching this, thank you for doing so. I'm Nelson, the founder of 360 Degree Ministries. The love of Christ must come full circle. And after taking a little bit of time off to kind of recoup for the holidays, well, I'm back. Hi. Missed y'all. Let me hopefully not be the first person to wish you a happy 2020. May you have brought it in with your loved ones doing what you wanted to do. Uh, because we are all charged to live life abundantly So speaking of living life abundantly, one of the fundamental things is is in living life abundantly is taking dominion. We can't live life abundantly unless we take dominion. I know it's been a while so let's talk about what taking dominion looks like so def- so taking dominion is when we consciously and constantly shift our mindset to the will of God. was laid out in that scripture and the specific instructions that god has given us let me say it again we take dominion we consciously and constantly shift our thoughts toward god's will as laid out in the scriptures as well as his specific instructions to us so so far we've we've done the introduction we did dominion in our prayer, we did dominion in internal perspective, and we did uh, dominion kind of with the culture. So, I mean, with prayer, we made sure that we had the appropriate ki- kinds of prayer and the thought processes and made sure that lined up with God will, God's will. Eternal perspective was when we understood that there was more in front of us, if you will, than just our current circumstances We pressed toward the mark. Make sure that we have a mindset of taking dominion over our eternal perspective. And taking dominion over the culture. Well, we talked about kind of the materialism piece and the pleasure over responsibility phenomena shifting away from that and over into godly perspectives. So, when we talk about these things, we have to understand taking dominion. But when we try to take dominion over the culture, we try to take dominion over our perspective, we try to take dominion in our prayer, what is the ultimate thing that we need? We need to take dominion over our faith. We need to take dominion over our faith. And what does that look like? Taking dominion over our faith isn't some um, exorbitant piece. I mean, Jesus Christ was pre- a preeminent example of faith. But even he tells us what faith is supposed to look like. And we're just going to turn to it real quick. We're going to go to uh, Matthew chapter 17. Going to Matthew chapter 17. Find the scripture. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. Matthew chapter 17. I'm coming. I'm I'm coming to the scripture, I swear. Hands a little rusty. Hands a little rusty. So watch this here. We'll start with uh, verse 14. And that scripture is as follows. And when they came to the crowd, a man came up to him and kneeling before him and said, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers terribly. For often he falls into the fire, often into the water. And I brought him to your disciples, and they could not heal him. And Jesus answered, Oh faithless and twisted generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him, and the boy was filled instantly. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? He said to them, Because you of your little faith. For truly I say to you, if you have faith like a like a grain of a mustard, seed, like a grain of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move. From here to there, and it will be it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. So let's break this one down real quick. So I don't want people walking away from this particular video like I'm gonna be able to do anything I want and all kind of stuff. Will of God still rain spring. Remember, Jesus had to this happened also because Jesus had to show the disciples a lesson in their faith. To advance God's kingdom When you get to the books of book of Acts The disciples are curious people So this was a learning experience For them This this isn't necessarily a, a, a carte blanche To go out and just do whatever And be like okay well I, I, I have enough faith to make it work And I have enough faith to do this And I have enough no. Let's put it like this Now I need y'all to listen on this one You cannot have enough faith to do something that ain't God's will You cannot out faith the will of God Period So If you have faith And it happens That means it was in the will of God And your faith is in reward However If you don't have faith Then I wouldn't look for it Because we're going to get to that one Ooh-wee, We're going to get to that one But What was the disciples' problem? They were worried. They had stuff on their mind They had spiritual weight. The the scriptures talk about that, too. We're going to jump back to Matthew chapter 6. And I don't think I've ever quite quite done it this way. We're going to do it this way this time. So, um, we're going to go to verse 25. And the scripture is as follows. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is life not life more than food and the body, more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, they neither sow nor reap nor gather into bonds, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? That will oust you real quick. Forgive me. And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these, but if God so close the grass of the field, which today is alive to mark, stone into the young will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith. Therefore do not be anxious, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we live, for the Gentiles know, the Gentiles seek after these things, their Heavenly Father knows that you need them all, but seek first. The kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things to be added to you. See how we kind of connected those? Give me real quick. Just outside, got a little bit of dust up. We you, y'all know how I do. I know how to do. Anyway, anyway. But you see how we connected the Matthew 17 piece to the Matthew 6 piece? His disciples were yeah. there but they, they still struggle to grow into their full measure. How much, much more so will it be with us who weren't directly, physically walking with Jesus? Ooh, great Google movie. So, what does it say? Seek ye first the kingdom of God. That's Matthew 6, right? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. How do we seek? You can't seek the kingdom of God sitting on your behind. You can't seek the kingdom of God just, just, just sitting around hoping for something to happen. You can't sit around and do stuff like that's not how it works. That's not just no, no, don't, don't, don't do it that way. Don't do it that way. Let me show you. show what's going on. We're okay, gonna go to James, chapter two, we're gonna do a, we're gonna do we're gonna do a little. reading here? Yeah, we're gonna do a little. reading here? You boy. I miss y'all. I miss y'all. So don't mind me. Just, just don't mind me. F- focus on. Focus on what I'm seeking to convey, y'all. Don't 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 focus. Don't focus on. Don't go to James, chapter two. We're gonna read starting at uh, verse fourteen. Ooh wee. <clears throat> Scripture is as follows: What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? For brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food. One of you says to them, go in peace, be warm and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body. What good is that? So also by, so also by faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one. You do well. Even the demons believe. And shudder. Do you want to be shown, you foolish person, that faith apart from works is useless? Was I, Abram, my father, justified by works when he went up, when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that faith was active along with his works, and his faith was completed by his works. And the scripture was filled by saying, Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as, watch this here, righteousness. And he was called a friend of God. You see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. And by the same way was not, not also Rahab the prophet too, justified by works when she received the messages and sent them out by another day, another way? For uh, the, as the body apart from the spirit is there, so also faith apart from works is there. We can't take dominion over our faith by simply believing that belief Has to be put in action I know faith Is by Miriam Webster Whoever you want to call it Is a noun But I would charge you On this day That if you want to take If we want to take Dominion over our faith We got to make faith a verb Make it a synonym For work Because We can't take dominion In our faith Unless we go to work And next week, we're going to talk about what that work looks like over time. Spiritual growth, taking dominion over our spiritual growth. Yeah, we done. I love each and every one of you, and there's nothing you can do about it. God bless you. Take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. And have a great first weekend of 2020, folks.